The Hartford understands protecting your business with the proper insurance can be a challenge. The Hartford team can provide coverage to suit your industry. The Hartford empowers mid- to large-size companies like yours to help manage risk, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. Let the Hartford help protect what's unique about your business. Learn how at thehartford.com. Johann Schmiegel, you've got the world's highest IQ. Yes, 247. Wow. Did you know that thanks to Salesforce with Einstein AI, everyone's smarter? Now everyone's an Einstein, just like you. But I'm the smartest. Not anymore. With connected data and trusted AI, everyone can give customers experiences they've only dreamed of. Oh, look, here's a few Einsteins now. Hey, hi. Hola, amigo. Everyone's an Einstein? It's okay, Johan. Let it happen. The number one AI CRM. Now everyone's an Einstein with Salesforce. Welcome to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. I'm June Grosso. Every day we bring you insight and analysis into the most important legal news of the day. You can find more episodes of the Bloomberg Law Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcasts. Chief Justice John Roberts has always maintained the independence of the federal courts. But after the controversy of the Kavanaugh confirmation, it seemed to become top of mind for him. Our role is very clear. We are to interpret the Constitution and laws of the United States and ensure that the political branches act within them. That job obviously requires independence from the political branches. The chief did stray from his usual detachment from politics by publicly rebuking President Trump for criticizing a federal judge who ruled against him. But there was no mention of President Trump or now Justice Brett Kavanaugh in Robert's year-end report on the courts. Joining me is Steve Sanders, a professor at Indiana University's Morris School of Law. Steve, why did Roberts clearly steer away from the controversy that dominated the news? Well, I think traditionally the Chief Justice's year-end report about the judiciary focuses more on the health of the judiciary itself, current issues affecting its workload, current issues affecting the workplace of the federal courts. And I think he has confined his comments about what I might call separation of powers, that is the role of the judiciary versus the executive, to a few well-chosen yet high-profile sort of public forums where he could get attention. This report is somewhat more bureaucratic, this end-of-the-year report, but it still focuses on an important issue. It focuses primarily on issues of incivility and uh, sexual misconduct in the workplace. It notes that although studies indicate that although the judiciary does somewhat better and compares favorably on that score compared to other government offices, it's not perfect. And so the Chief Justice, together with what's called the Judicial Conference of the United States, which is a couple of dozen federal judges chaired by the Chief Justice, is in the process of updating the judiciary's code of conduct and attempting to provide some new mechanisms so that workplace misconduct, workplace harassment and incivility can be more readily reported and dealt with. What this report seems to bring up, in my mind, is the problem of judicial accountability or the self-policing of the federal judges. 
A well-known judge on the Ninth Circuit, Alex Kaczynski, retired after allegations of sexual misconduct, and so no action was taken against him. And 83 claims against now Justice Brett Kavanaugh were simply dismissed because he became a justice of the court. So where is the accountability? Well, I, I think the Kavanaugh case probably has to be regarded as a unique issue and a unique question because it dealt with conduct of his that occurred for the most part long before he became a federal judge. The uh, allegations were aired in hearings and ultimately passed on. This report really is focusing more on the courts that do the day-to-day work, the district courts and the appellate courts below the level of the Supreme Court. And I think this report is an effort to show that the judiciary can be accountable. And I think like many self-governing organizations that want to preserve their independence. The judiciary is one, academia, universities and colleges are others. They need to show that they're taking the business of self-policing seriously. And so I think that's what this report, focusing on a stronger code of conduct and stronger reporting and disciplinary procedures, is intended to do. Explain the Supreme Court justices and how they don't have to account, it seems, to anyone for their actions. For example, if they sit on a case that people say there may be conflicts on, no one judges it. Well, that's right. The judiciary is generally supposed to be an independent branch of government, a co-equal branch of government. But the Supreme Court is really a sort of unique institution. There are codes of conduct and rules regarding conflicts of interest that apply to the lower courts, but not to the Supreme Court. And I think that recognizes that the Supreme Court really is a unique institution. There are only nine members. All of those members need to be confirmed by the Senate and appointed by the president. I think the fear is that if Congress or other parts of government were getting involved in the question of judicial recusal, that might lead to inappropriately political uses of that kind of power. And so we rely and the justices to decide themselves when they need to recuse themselves from a case, when they need to uh, step aside, when there might be a conflict of interest. Remember, that's more difficult at the level of the Supreme Court because if it's a lower court, you can always just assign the matter to another judge on that same court. In the Supreme Court, we don't have pinch hitters. We don't have substitute justices. We don't have acting justices. And so it becomes a very delicate balance to decide what are the merits of having the full court hearing issue versus when do we want to be sure that justices are impartial and don't have a conflict of interest. So Steve, I know that you went where people fear to tread. That is the appendix of the chief's report and the statistics there. Did you find anything interesting? The Supreme Court's workload continues to be not particularly heavy. Not too many decades ago, the court was hearing upward of 90 to 100 cases. This year, the court only heard 71 cases and issued 61 signed opinions. Compare that the courts of appeals received more than 49,000 filings just in the past year alone. The federal district courts received almost 282,000. The Supreme Court only hears and decides a tiny, tiny fraction of all the cases that are being litigated in the federal courts. And this underscores the importance of who gets appointed to these lower courts, as the Trump administration seems to recognize, because the vast majority of lawsuits that affect people's lives and rights are decided not by the Supreme Court, but by the hundreds of district courts and the dozen or so federal courts of appeals around the country. 
That's Steve Sanders of Indiana University's Maurer School of Law. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcast. I'm June Grosso. This is Bloomberg. The Hartford understands protecting your business with the proper insurance can be a challenge. The Hartford team can provide coverage to suit your industry. The Hartford empowers mid- to large-size companies like yours to help manage risk, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. Let the Hartford help protect what's unique about your business. Learn how at thehartford.com. Johann Schmiegel, you've got the world's highest IQ. Yes, 247. Wow. Did you know that thanks to Salesforce with Einstein AI, everyone's smarter? Now everyone's an Einstein, just like you. But I'm the smartest. Not anymore. With connected data and trusted AI, everyone can give customers experiences they've only dreamed of. Oh, look, here's a few Einsteins now. Hey, hi. Hola, amigo. Everyone's an Einstein? It's okay, Johan. Let it happen. The number one AI CRM. Now everyone's an Einstein with Salesforce.